Hello everyone, this is Mustar FN, 89 Ponsit. You are listening to a new program of Experience the World. I am Carmen and also in the studio is Hudaifa. Hello Hudaifa, how are you today? Hello Carmen, I'm fine. What about you? I am good also. Very good and very happy because we have a new program together. Yeah, so, I'm happy to have uh, another program together. It's like really fun with you here. Yes. Uh, well, Hudaifa, to tell our listening the topic that we are going to talk about today, I would like to use a sentence that we use a lot here in the project. I remember briefly and quickly that we are volunteers here in Mustarhas. We are participating in a project of Erasmus Plus uh, through the European Solidarity Corps. And well, we have been here in Nirehasa for five months now. We still have about seven uh, months to complete the experience. And I don't know if you will agree with me, Hudaifa, but during this month, we have repeated the sentence, sharing is caring a lot. I think that for sure, before starting this project, we already used it, but probably that since we have been here, we use it much more. And the sentence, sharing is caring, It's great for us to introduce today's program because in this new Experience the World, we are going to talk about two new models of social organization that has recently emerged and they are based on sharing something between people. We are talking about the terms co-working and co-living. If we stop for a moment to reflect on the current world, three concepts come to my mind. The first globalization. Today, the interaction between each other is much greater. The second idea I think of is eco-friendly. Today, it has become extremely important to take care of the environment and try to include routine in our daily life that helps protect the planet. And the third idea that comes to my mind is that the standard of living is become more expensive, for example, with the price of the electricity or gasoline, or for example, the possibility of uh, buying a house or renting a house in many cities in my country, in Spain, is almost impossible for young people or people with fewer resources because house and rent are very expensive. Yeah, and uh, also in uh, Morocco, this is... Uh a common problem like for youth because for example you are uh, getting paid like 500 uh, euros per month usually like youth co-live with uh, other people in maybe a flat and they share the price of uh, renting this flat so it uh, reduces the expenses for them and um, it's kind of really impossible to you know You started working like a couple of years ago and you cannot like buy a house uh, or buy a flat by yourself because uh, it's really difficult. I don't know. Maybe you need uh, more jobs to do. Like now people are looking for uh, gigs, like um, stuff that they do with their work. Like, for example, they can do um, a task that can earn them money, like uh, aside from their, you know, job like uh, their eight-hour job. And the side of that, you know, like uh, the salary that you get from that job will help you like live, but you will not do anything like with it. So people are tending to find other things to do to earn more money. So probably th that they can save and maybe buy a house or a flat. 
Yes, I am totally agree with you, and I think that this is a problem around the world. So, uh, for this reason, what's happened? All this leads us to create life models that are cheaper, eco-friendly, interactive, and collaborative. So, this is how I would say that the idea of co-working and co-living emerging, which today we are going to talk about this model a little more depth because it is very curious to analyze how changing our lifestyle or environment and our circumstances we also change our ways of uh, working or of way of uh, resident. To begin, we are going to learn more about co-working. Hudaifa, what can you tell me about co-working? So to start with, like uh, we need to give a definition to what is co-working. And according to Merriam-Webster dictionary, co-working means being uh, relating to or working in a building where multiple uh, tenants, such as like entrepreneurs, uh, startups or non-profits, rent working space, such as, for example, a desk or offices and uh, have the use of uh, communal facilities. Like, for example, the let's say that we are like uh, different people, like uh, we are kind of freelancers. Maybe you are working, I don't know, for, um, as we said, like, you work for yourself, you probably um, a graphic designer or something, and uh, you need a, a space to work. Like, not everyone can work at home, and, you know, uh, sometimes it's really difficult to work at home because you cannot focus and stuff. So um, people need um, a space just for work. So this is kind of like um, renting an office, but you're not renting it alone. Uh, you have this place, but you share this place with uh, other people like you, like uh, who wants uh, a working space and, uh, you know, don't want to pay a lot just for, for themselves to have like, a, a, I don't know, a big office that they will only use alone. Yes, exactly. In the co-working, usually you paid, for example, for the decks and for the chair. So if you have one desk and one chair, you pay f only for these uh, kind of things. If you want another table or, an, or more chair, uh, the prices increase. Yeah, but yeah. yes, it depends. So it's a good idea for a person who are starting to um, create a company or... Or freelancers who or work freelance, for them. Exactly, yeah, yeah. yeah. And probably they also like share the, um, the expenses of like uh, electricity bills and maybe water. So yeah, it's the idea like explains itself uh, because uh, in order not to pay too much and it could be affordable. And also other companies maybe who offers uh, this kind of uh, solutions and especially like in nowadays uh, like there is a lot of uh, companies that maybe offer like uh, or landlord who offer like this kind of uh, spaces like for working and yeah you can find it maybe everywhere uh, in the world now so let's say something about the history of uh, this co-working or this co-working uh, Places. So now uh, co-working seems to be um, a regular part of uh, life for those uh, 
as we said, like a freelancer or people who work remotely or maybe run startups. Uh, but this was not always the case. So the story of co-working began in 2005 and the concept has uh, evolved dramatically ever since. In fact, the start of the co-working phenomena is credited to software engineer Brad Newberg's uh, San Francisco Collective Workspace. As detailed online by Newberg himself, the story of co-working is different from the one you might have already heard. So what happened like before co-working? Although Newberg began the first official co-working space, similar ideas has been like percolating for years. So C-Base, founded in Berlin in 1995, was among the first hacker spaces around the world. Many uh, now consider these hacker spaces to be precursors of today's co-working spaces. So a few uh, years later, in 1999, 42 West 24, which is uh, a kind of a company or something, arrived in New York City, which had flexible desks for teams and individuals. And it was certainly a precursor to co-working spaces, but without the crucial aspect of uh, community that co-working uh, offers now. So... We can also ask a, a question about uh, how and why uh, this uh, co-working spaces uh, began. So back to Newberg. So Newberg first envisioned um, a co-working space in 2005, as we have mentioned, when he was going through uh, tough financial times. And he was working at um, a startup, but felt uh, conflicted. So he wanted to find a way to combine the, the feeling of independence that maybe all of us want and freedom of working by himself with the community feel and structure of working with others. So Newborg worked with um, a life coach uh, which resulted in him creating a three-part plan which uh, included m making a new type of space uh, that delivered both the structure and the community he wanted. At this uh, moment, the concept of co-working as we know it today was conceived. So uh, this was like the start and this idea was accepted. It's like the, the problem and the solution thing. Uh, you have a problem and then you find a solution. Either maybe you find it uh, on the internet or you hear uh, from other people and you just uh, relate to this idea. So the first co-working space, according to Newberg, the very first uh, co-working space to exist was the San Francisco co-working space, located within the walls of uh, Spiral Muse, which is a feminist collective. Newberg had friends at uh, Spiral Muse and mentioned uh, his co-working idea to one of uh, them, which was uh, Elena Orbach. And she agreed to let him use the space at Spiral Muse twice a week for a total of $300 a month and keeping any profits uh, past that for himself. So with Newberg's uh, dad providing the first few months rent, the San Francisco co-working space officially opened. And the first uh, official co-worker was Ray Baxter, uh, which was a startup developer and athlete and father. Uh, after about a year, Newberg uh, relocated from the small spiral muse to the hat factory, which was the world's first uh, full-time co-working space out of 
overwhelming demand of um, his concept, of course. And um, today, like uh, the biggest uh, co-working spaces are like there are dozens of major co-working spaces companies around uh, the world. So now let's speak about like the biggest co-working spaces um, today. And there are dozens of major co-working space companies around uh, the world, including franchises uh, with uh, branches in multiple cities, while big companies like uh, Impact Hub, uh, WeWork and Industries dominate the global market. A remarkable amount of independent uh, businesses are quickly scaling to the range of 5 to 10 locations, dominating market share in certain cities and regions. Other one-off locations are also opening, driving the industry's uh, continued growth. Um, Hudaifa, for example, uh, what is the difference between co-working and, and a normal office? Because... For example, in a normal office, you also share the, the space with another people. You also have your uh, own table. Uh, but what is the difference? So one of the differences is like, as we know, the offices now, because there is like uh, a tendency to put more people in one space. They have like this kind of small walls or boxes like for every person. And for example, if we are working uh, in the same place and to save space, like for example, uh, here in the studio, there is like uh, one long uh, table. And if, for example, imagining like we are working instead of like um, doing this podcast, there will be like a wall between us. So... I will not be able to see Carmen and she will not be able to see me. And uh, same wise, like uh, probably I will have like uh, another wall on my right and on my left. So it's like uh, my vision is covered maybe because they wanted to limit the distractions. Uh, but putting a lot of people in one space can create this kind of distraction and also... Uh, this kind of idea of uh, blocking um, can literally block your mind. Like, for example, in um, co-working offices, there isn't this idea of like uh, walls. So there is only offices or like desks that are um, located uh, around the, the space. And uh, maybe you have couches and you have like... Uh, Yeah, you are thinking about uh, <laughs> our office. Yeah, it's our office is kind of like maybe a co-working uh, place because there is no walls except like of the rooms because you cannot have like a one big room that is like really, really big. So we have like kind of uh, two uh, working rooms, but uh, no walls, uh, desks, and we can share ideas, which is like a, a good thing. Like, for example, if... Uh, You have a, a friend who is also in that co-working place. You can share um, ideas. You can help each other, uh, especially if you are like freelancers. For example, I'm, uh, I don't know, uh, a data analyst or... Yeah, so for example, if you are a freelance, a journalist and freelance, mm -hmm. if uh, you are in a co-working, um, maybe you can... Uh, talk with another person who is a, uh, uh, who make 
video or photo and you can write the information and the other people can uh, take pictures for you and send you or something like that because everyone is focused in a special tax. So sometimes you, uh, you are a good, uh, for example, journalist, you are a good uh, writer, but you are not a good uh, take picture. So Yeah, for example, if you want um, the help of someone for a video, Yeah, they can either give you tips or I don't know, help you actually in doing that. Back to your example, like for example, you are a freelance uh, journalist. Uh, maybe you don't have much ideas about uh, what to write like next, and then maybe you have a chit chat, like a small chit chat, like making coffee or something, and you have a chit chat with uh, one of the guys in the co-working place, and ah. Uh, You got an idea about uh, something that you want to, to write. Maybe he was just speaking randomly and then you got a, a brilliant idea to yeah, write yeah, about yes. or you get really totally. interested. This happens like in, in our mushtarhas, like in mushtarhas. Sometimes we are just speaking about topics randomly and we get an idea of uh, an actual program, which is like really, really beneficial and to be honest, is kind of creative and I like it, to be honest. So, in a nutshell, we can say that we spoke about um, three main things which the block the reality or literally block the mind. Your mind is blocked and also your vision and also like uh, uh, your creativeness. So, you are as we say, like you are in a box and you cannot think out of the, uh, of the box. And there is also we tackle collaboration. Like for example, if you work to, uh, in a in a one place and uh, you need help and other people like to help, and you can even like create a team like that. For example, uh, you work alone and then uh, you see that uh, the other people in your co-working place like really good. You can I don't know if you share some. Um, Some goals, for example, if you are um, trying to create a company for, I don't know, selling products and you are good at uh, uh, analyzing data, another person is good at like creating ads, another person is uh, really good at uh, uh, promoting for these kind of products or maybe knows how to uh, find Uh, this concept of like winning products that people are really actually want to buy. So, except speaking about Mushtarhas, that we kind of have this co working things. Have you ever like worked in a co working place in maybe in Spain? Yes, Hulaifa. Before coming here, I was working in a company whose uh, office was in a co working space. I was working there for a few months and it was quite an interesting experience. On the one hand, I discovered many companies that I didn't know before. And in fact, I remember that one day another company that was heard me record a journalism piece for a radio and they come to me and ask if uh, I would be interested in collaborating with them at uh, some point because uh, they thought that uh, my voice could come uh, sometime uh, could come in handy for some of uh, their work. I must confess uh, that until now they have no 
contact uh, with me, but it was an opportunity. So being in a co-working can help you get more job opportunities. And then on a personal level, I must say that uh, on the one hand, co-working can help you to concentrate and be more productive because uh, there is a good work environment with good teams, comfortable areas, good uh, connection. Uh, however, the most difficult thing can be learning to coexist with the rest of the people because each one may have a need. And in the end, if you share a space, you have to reach agreement so that everyone is the best uh, possible. For example, I remember that in the co-working where I work, their AC was uh, very close to me. So if uh, the people turned up, I could get a call, but my colleagues uh, were hot. So finally, I decided to uh, <laughs> put a jacket so I wouldn't get called and they could stay refreshed. So you have to learn to live together and accept what other may need. This Now I was thinking that this point obviously is uh, very similar in a normal office, but in a normal office, maybe you need your college for a long time or there are less people and in a co-working there are more people so this soft skill the respect and the communication it's uh, more developed it's more important because there are more people in the same space but it was a good uh, experience yes and this was a good example with the easy app yes exactly. yeah I mean like uh, wouldn't be um, even easier to I don't know rearrange the, the room like the desks or they are like the desks are fixed in the, in the ground or something? At least in my case, it was a big uh, room, but uh, the space was uh, a full, really full. So it was impossible to, to move the, the decks. And in fact, it's difficult to change the table because normally your company has one table or two tables or the table that you need. Everyone has his... Uh, space, yeah. Yeah, so... If you have the IC how? closer, you have to to, <laughs> to put a jacket, and this is all. Maybe how many how many people were like in in that space? Oof, uh, I remember that maybe thirty people. Thirty people. Yeah. So it was like a very big uh, place. Yeah, a very big uh, room. Yeah, yeah, yes. The good things, for example, in the summer, the different company uh, has holiday. So sometimes the room was with uh, a few company. Maybe in August, I remember that uh, my company was the only that were uh, there. So it also depends on the season of the year. Even when I was working in this co-working, the COVID was a seat. Yeah, many people was working in their house. So yeah, it's the pain of the moment. But uh, I remember that was a big uh, room with a lot of uh, company. Yes. So it's kind of like there is a downside is the really big numbers maybe of the people uh, in one space. So how did you feel like uh, with uh, these kind of like 30 people uh, in one place? Like how, how did it feel? Because I don't know. The first impression was, whoa, oh my God, a lot of people. But for me, it's good because I like to meet new people. And I said before, I discovered a lot of company from my city. So it was a very, very beneficial for me and interesting because I recently finished my degree 
and I was uh, thinking in my future and I could discover a lot of uh, company, a talk with uh, different people. So yes, um, in general it was a good experience, but obviously sometimes I have to recognize that I have a lot of uh, distraction. Uh, yeah, sometimes keep the concentration is uh, difficult because in the co-working, for example, someone can receive a call, another was uh, doing a video call, another talking in, in group for uh, sharing uh, ideas or thoughts or experience. Um, yeah, you have to think, in, for example, write a report and you need uh, concentration. So sometimes it was uh, yeah, difficult. Even sometimes I decide to go out in a living room, for example, or go out the office because we have a garden also for uh, keep the concentration. Yes, sometimes it could be difficult, but in the end, uh, you have to adapt uh, the situation. And there are a lot of things good in the co-working. Yes. Yeah, so you think like uh, the benefits uh, covers the... Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I like to work in co-working space. Yes. Yeah, for me, I think it would be difficult because of the huge number of people. I'm also kind of uh, tending to communicate with other people, and you know, I, yeah, I will. Yeah, you lost I, your work. I will. I will. Yes. I will. I will not do my work. Yes, <laughs> I, will yes, just, yes. I will just be speaking yes. all the time with different people, and that will be like so unproductive for me. Maybe, uh, yes. but this is what I feel like. Yeah, but sometimes you feel that the other people are focused in their work and are very, sometimes very stressful or very uh, worried. So you also uh, feel the, the stress. <laughs> yeah, the stress. I uh, want to, to do the work and finish the work. Yeah, maybe that works for you, but uh, I feel it will be like even worse for me. <laughs> <laughs> I will be I will be stressed and block, I don't know, block. maybe maybe blocked especially if like uh, I need to be productive like uh, thinking about something a new topic uh, for example or I don't know uh, it will be difficult to think uh, in that situation especially like you said people speaking people having fo- yeah, phone yeah, calls yeah, yes. video calls that's what I'm imagining is like a lot of fuss a lot of noise yes it's true it's true <laughs> It's like a local market. <laughs> yeah, you have to be strong. <laughs> and Mentally and mental. physically. <laughs> <laughs> but well, uh, nowadays, the idea of co-working has generated the co-living model. This is the second model that we want to talk about today. The co-living is a housing model halfway between a shared flat and a student residence. It is a model form of a shared housing. It is a way of living and sharing a home with other like medium people. The idea of co-living is focused on young people that have the objective to live together in a specific community and with similar interests to promote professional and personal development. Co-living is perfect for people who are moving for a new job, a student for a degree, working remotely, starting a new company or wanting to discover a new city. This new shared housing model is the favorite option for millennials to reside and create business at the same time. So their objective is to network and establish synergies that help them develop their business projects. So a co-living is a home that you share with other people who work online from a temporary location. 
Co-living was inventing at the beginning of the year 2010 in the United States in San Francisco at this time when a housing shortage coincided with an increase in young professional settling in the city. It is a successful trend in countries such as the United States, the United Kingdom, Germany, Indonesia and Japan. And in Spain, in Barcelona and Madrid, it has begun to be implemented. In fact, this uh, residential model for young people was one of the main trends of uh, the year 2018 in the global real estate sector, according to an analysis by the market consultation Euromonitor International. The co-living provides a flexible rental in a community where they live with the like medium people and find services to their needs, like laundry, kitchen, swimming pool, work areas, leisure areas, gym or spa. Generally, only are shared common space, just a the living room, kitchen, work area. Your private space is your room, although exit some co-living that offer the option of a shared room to lower the cost. And the bathroom is usually private, but also exit co-living where you have to share the bathroom even if your room is for yourself. In addition, this uh, site often organize events to meet and connect with each other. Talking about the different types of co-living, co-living has a model of a shared housing can sit in different ways. For example, on the one hand, we can talk about the commune model, a model where the member of the group share not only the space and the different service, but often their income. In this case, self-management is greater and it is a proposed with a longer terms. On the other hand, there are the service operators where the inhabitants pay a monthly fee and a company manage the different services in exchange for a commission. In this case, the management is a doing by the company and the terms are usually shorter. This allows people to enjoy greater uh, flexibility and comfort during their stay. So the Generation Y has seen in co-living an interesting way of life that allows them to exchange knowledge, expand your network of contacts, living with entrepreneurships, and the last one, rent for months of or weeks. People are not required to stay in the same place for long periods of time. This continuous rotation enriches coexistence with new experience and point of view. Now I would like to talk about the advantages and the problems or disadvantages of a living in a co-living. For example, talking about advantage, good connection. Apart from living together and meeting people, Co-living space are designed for you to work in a comfortable way. Then another advantage. There are many people who are only looking to stay in a one place for short days. And it's not easy to find a rental for less than six months. So for the reason, the co-living have a rate for everyone. From those who stay for a few days to months. And I think uh, it's uh, usually the longer you stay the lower the price is like for example if you stay for like six months if you pay for six months uh, or one month it's uh, it's not the same uh, as like um, for example i will stay like for six days it will be a much uh, 
much expensive in relation if uh, I stayed like in the same place for like uh, I don't know six months. If I paid for six months, it would be like uh, less in comparison with uh, the amount of days yes. and the price. Yes, yes, you are right. And what else? As we said before, uh, this kind of space is a good option to meet like medium people. Co-living are not just a space where you can live and work. They are a space where you can connect with other people. And sometimes it's not easy to meet people even living in a co-living. So for this reason, all co-livings organize different events for uh, provide that the people meet each other and another advantage is the mobility because the co-living are usually located in the center of the city and um, before to finish I want to talk quickly about the disadvantage because not everything it could be good for example if you are not a very social person it is better not to choose this option also you have to open your mind because the private space can be quite small in some case and um, Living in co-living, it could be more expensive sometimes than a traditional rental for all the service that they offer. And talking about the shared the space with another people, obviously you have to adapt at the noise and custom of your neighbor. So yes, sometimes it could be difficult to keep the convivence with the other people. Yeah, for example, uh, as a quick example before we finish, like uh, uh, now in this project, we kind of co-live together. Like for me, me and Victor, uh, I'm previously like me, uh, Victor and Thomas. And yeah, I mean, like it wasn't always perfect because, for example, in uh, one month, uh, because, uh, you know, Muslims fast in one month and it was like difficult for me to um, work and cook at the end of the day. So I was like very tired when I come. I just uh, cook something for that meal and I have to eat before like sunrise. And sometimes I was like too late and uh, I disturbed uh, Thomas. <laughs> Yeah, because it happens uh, and uh, it was like a really difficult uh, in that month to, um, you know, coexist because uh, his room was uh, next to the kitchen and it was like uh, really difficult for him to sleep. So imagine if uh, with three people is sometimes it's difficult, difficult with yeah. more people, it could be more difficult. So yeah, you have to be prepared for this kind. Yeah, but of probably... Thing. The best number is like uh, maybe you could have like just one roommate, even if the the shared place is not that big. But uh, at least uh, the lower the number, the lower the problems, <laughs> the less problems it is. So I think that was all for today because we don't have uh, much more time. We would have loved to speak also about like co-housing, but that's for maybe another episode. Uh, we hope that you enjoyed our episode and you have learned uh, many things about uh, co-working and co-living. If you have any uh, questions or topics that you want us to speak about, you can uh, reach us on our social media platforms. You can reach us on Instagram and Facebook. You only have to search for Mushtar FM. So that was all for today. Uh, thank you for being here, Carmen. You're welcome, Hudaifa. Thank you. Yeah, it was um, a nice topic. And um, see you in the next one. Bye-bye.